0: Welcome to Heart Health Radio with Board Certified Cardiologist and Internal Medicine Specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. This is Heart Health Radio. An excellent thing to do right now would be to
1: call your family and tell them it's on the radio.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is a family show.
1: It is. We will be discussing body parts, but
2: hey, you <laughs> and, know. and essential bodily function.
1: Right, exactly. Right. But. Only as they relate to medicine. Dr. Franklin Weefald, well, we don't often just skip through very quickly yeah. your your uh, uh, CV.
2: Oh, Lord have mercy. I grew up in Washington, D.C. Yeah. You know why? No. My mother's Chinese. My I, father's Norwegian. I okay? assumed
1: it was because your parents were there.
2: Well, you know why they were there? Why? They were in Minnesota in graduate school, and they wanted to get married. And guess what? What? It was illegal.
1: In Minnesota?
2: Everywhere. People don't realize okay. this, how far we've come as a country, right? So interracial marriage was illegal in 49 states. Yes. Okay? And D.C., it was legal. So they moved to D.C., and the rest, as they say, is history.
1: You ask Dr. Weefald where he went to college, and he will go back several decades. Princeton. To, all right. You yeah. went to Princeton, and then Which,
2: you- the U.S. News and World Report— has just declared again yeah. as the number one university. Very good. Yeah. But I've discouraged my daughter from applying. Really? Well, it's become, you know, woke. Okay. Yeah. Woodrow okay. Wilson, president of the United States. Yeah. Right? Yeah. President of Princeton. They've erased him. They have erased him. And and he was racist. No doubt about it. Uh-huh. He, he got rid of African Americans in the civil service. He yeah. was racist. But that wasn't the only thing about him. He, he led us through World War One. Yeah. He got us into the 21st century, 20, excuse me, 20th century. 20th century, right. So, yeah, and what we should do is recognize somebody for the good things they did and talk about the bad things they did. Don't just erase them. Right. Anyway, so I went to Johns Hopkins from med school, the first true scientific med school in the United States of America. Okay. And you know, it's Johns Hopkins, not John Hopkins. Yes, I know. God knows why his mom named him Johns. Maybe he had split personalities and one was named John and the other one was named John, right? Anyway, uh, f- in Baltimore, finished there in 85, did my residency at Johns Hopkins, the yeah. hospital. Yeah. Then I went to Duke. And did cardiology at Duke and went to Indiana and practiced, came here, recruited here in a big group. And now I'm in solo practice. I'm the last man standing. Really? Everybody else. When Obamacare hit on January 1st, 2010, we all got cut as cardiologists by 40%. Mm. our incomes in one day. They said, oh, the heart caths are worthless. Oh, the pacemakers are worthless, blah, 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 blah. So we got cut 40%. So everybody joined hospital where they can get higher rates of return. Sure. Well, you know, the difference is if your doctor is in a hospital clinic attached somehow to a hospital, they get to charge what's called a facility fee. So you go in there and you're going to pay for your office visit. Yeah. And tacked on top of that is a $145 facility fee. So the doctors who work for hospital, every time you see them, they make okay. an extra amount of money. Now, right. anyway, so then I'm in private practice yeah. at Millennia Cardiovascular in Smithfield, North Carolina.
1: You are a country doctor.
2: Well, I don't know if you could call no, no, me no, a don't, country don't, doctor. Don't, don't do that. Anyway, no. I take care <laughs> of the people who need to be taken care of. Good. In Wake County, the rate of cardiovascular disease is really in great shape. It's low. Yeah. You cross over that border, right. and you're going to southern Mississippi, okay, from New York City to southern Mississippi in one state. Right. And by that, I mean, it's a different country. right? And, and that's okay with me, because they're great people in Johnston County. They worked hard all their lives, and they have a genetic predisposition to getting coronary disease and other types of heart disease. And and I'm there, yeah. Doing the best I can to apply Princeton, Johns Hopkins, and Duke education
1: where it's needed. And you got a bunch of patients who are older. Yeah. You got a you got some hundred year olds.
2: Oh, I saw a ninety nine year old guy. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. He's had a heart attack twenty years ago. He's had a pacemaker. He's got atrial fibrillation. He's got the mind of a 20-year-old, and yeah. by that I mean yeah. he just got a girlfriend, <laughs> and she's 70. So you know what I said to him? Yes. I said, stop robbing the cradle.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay? exactly.
2: I mean, imagine if she were 20 and he were 49, 29 years older. Yeah, 29 Everybody years. would give, uh, you know, would would scream bloody murder. He's robbing the cradle. But now that he's 99 <laughs> and the woman is 70, it's like, oh, that's good.
1: People ask how I want to go, right? How do you want to go?
2: I can't say it on here. I'm this gonna, is a no, family show. No, no, no.
1: I want, to be, I want to be 99 years old and be shot by a jealous husband.
2: You took the words right out of my mouth.
1: <laughs> All right. So listen, on the show, we're going to talk about um, sleeping naked. We're going to talk about the Fed, Food and Drug Administration. We're going to talk about the music of Johann Sebastian Bach. And we're going to start... Well, we're gonna also going to talk about Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Not so much about her music, but about her public persona and things yeah, she said. Public
2: persona. I like that word.
1: DeSantis versus Biden. Yeah. The, yeah. the deal is between the president of the United States and the governor of Florida. Right. Clearly, they are headed to be political rivals.
2: And, and here's the problem, is that politics has taken over. How we're we're approaching the COVID crisis, right. and so on the Democratic side, it's all about vaccines and masks and prevention. Mm-hmm. And on the DeSantis side, and I, I don't want to say that he speaks for all Republicans, but it's about living our lives, mm-hmm. doing what we got to do, and that if you get it. Well, right. he also says take the vaccine. That's true. He but he's against vaccine mandates because he doesn't believe that's that's something Americans and Floridians should be forced upon them. But what he caught on before anybody else was the idea of treatment right, up front. And even prevention of the disease from hitting you if you've been exposed. And what is that treatment? It's called monoclonal antibody. Let's... Fast, no, not fast forward, fast reverse to, was it November? When was it, October that President Trump got sick? Yeah. And so what did they do? They put him in the hospital immediately. He was actually starting to get really sick. And they gave him the the Regeneron monoclonal antibodies. And they gave him prednisone, steroids, to reduce the amount of inflammation. Mm -hmm. And what happened the day after he got, or was it two days after he got admitted? He was fine. Yeah. In fact, they criticized them for taking a ride outside of Bethesda Naval to wave to all his supporters. Right. But what happened to monoclonal antibodies? They, they did not become the huge thing that they are now becoming. Um, and they were basically reserved for patients admitted to the hospital. But guess what? Hmm. If you're sick enough to be admitted to the hospital, probably too late. The monoclonal antibodies are essentially a vaccine in a infusion, okay? They are pre-made antibodies against the COVID spike protein. There's right. two of them, and they're mixed together, and they work uh, synergistically. You know that word? Sure. Where one and the other, when they're combined, have a greater effect than either one by itself added okay. together. So DeSantis said, I got a problem here in Florida. We got a lot of new COVID-19 cases from the Delta variant. And he said, let's purchase huge amounts of Regeneron because we know if you get it early, it can prevent the progression to hospitalization. And so he set up these centers. In fact, certain uh, left-wing politicians were criticizing him. They would say, what do you want to go in a tent for and get some IV? I was at NPR. Yeah. And NPR said, no, it's prevention, masks and vaccines. Well, what happened? As soon as they started getting those centers, the number of hospitalizations started to go down. Right. Now, you could say that's the natural progression of the, of the Delta variant, or you could say that's because more people were getting vaccinated. But my personal experience is it works. Now, not works for everybody. It's not a panacea. But what I've started to do, because of Desantis's example, mm-hmm. and the fact that both WakeMed, and WakeMed was f- at least what I heard first, Right. Uh, they started doing this as outpatients before anybody else, and this was months ago. Yeah. But it just wasn't ingrained in our brains that this is the way to go. So I have adopted a new, t- a new regimen for doing this, or a regime, if you yeah. want to call it. So if my patients get symptoms, uh, stuffiness, I don't sure. you know, cough, uh, low-grade fever, they come to my office and sit in their cars, hopefully with air conditioning on. I tell them.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And then when I get a break, I run out there, and there is a rapid test that I found to be very accurate. And what I do is I do both the PCR and the rapid test. Yeah. And if the rapid test is positive, uh-huh. it takes about a day to get an appointment. But I call the UNC number. And the reason why I call them is because there's one in Johnston. There's two centers in Johnston County that right. are associated with UNC. And so that I get their infusion, of course. Mm-hmm. I wait for the confirmation from the PCR. And so far, you know what? I haven't had a, a wrong one. So the, yeah. the, the, the for now, the po- the positive rapid tests have all been confirmed by the PCR. So I had one patient and I don't have permission to use her name. I didn't ask her, so I'm just not going to name her, but she had some predisposing conditions, um, uh, immune compromised conditions that Mm -hmm. aren't severe, but still, and she was vaccinated, fully vaccinated and started to get symptoms pretty quick. Right. So she called me um, and I brought her in and she tested positive by the, a rapid test, and I called immediately over to UNC. got her in the next day. Right. I put her on uh prednisone, a steroid, to reduce the amount of inflammation, and I talked to her two days later. Right. She felt great.
1: And they delivered the monoclonal uh, antibody. Right. So what you do is right. you
2: go into the center... And uh, they, you know, they interview you and make sure you know you got a pulse and a sure, pressure. sure. They got, <laughs> you know, they do the they right got, stuff. You got
1: to make sure. Yeah.
2: And then they they infuse it. What does that mean? It's in a bottle, well, oh. you know, a plastic container now. Yeah, I love seeing those old movies where they got the bottles hanging,
1: like mash. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. And the rubber hose. It's a rubber tubing. <laughs>
1: okay, it was. Anyway, yes.
2: You know, I'm being distracted they, today. But anyway, so they give you this intravenous. Yeah a uh, cocktail and it's 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 not going to make you high or drunk but it's a co- they call it a cocktail sure. because it's two different monoclonal antibodies produced in the lab that bind to the spike protein so the virus is still circulating mm-hmm. your immune system hasn't had a chance to go into overdrive and it sops it up that's a, that's a good word sure it sops up the virus so your body can use its t cells and chew them up and spit them out and I found this to be incredibly helpful. Now, this is a very small sample, but I've not had a single patient who right. tested positive, was sick, okay, and I mean sick, they, breathing problems, and etc. Yeah. who went to the hospital. That's so, a good thing. And, and the studies have backed this up. It's right. not
1: 100%. We'll talk more about how this has now become an issue because – there have been some changes in the way things are being distributed. And
2: this is really ticking me
1: off. And it's oh, it's bothering you? Uh, yeah, it's bothering real
2: me, real badly, bothering me.
1: Now I don't know who to believe because I've got two stories from two different sources that tell the story completely differently. And it's and, the same story, and it's the same event,
2: and told from different perspectives. And one is left wing, one is right. That's
1: exactly right. right. And this so is what l-
2: I'm talking about, Right. the politi- the politicalization of the COVID fight. It right. makes no sense.
1: We'll talk more about this, and we'll talk about what you want to talk about at 919-860-9783. Always call between noon and 2 on a Saturday afternoon on uh, the Heart Health Radio Network. This is... Is uh, Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network? We're going to go to Mary in Cary, North Carolina, because she's she's called in. Bless her, bless her heart. Uh, Mary, welcome to the show. You are on Heart Health Radio. Hi, hi. What's up? I just wanted to call
4: in and say hello. That I'm listening from Cary, North Carolina.
1: Yes, you just want to say hello?
4: Yeah. Um... I know you guys are talking
1: about the vaccine and everything.
4: Did you um, get the vaccine, Mary? I did not. I'm a cancer survivor. I had oh. Hodgkin's lymphoma, so I am a little um, hesitant.
1: She's got Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh wow! And she's how, how are you
2: doing with that?
4: Yeah,
2: uh, I'm
5: in remission
2: now. Fantastic! Good for you. Good for you. That is just such a I'm great in remission
1: thing. For five years. Mary, do, have you spoken to your doctor about when your 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 own body can take maybe? taking a a, a a shot of the the vaccine?
4: I haven't. I haven't seen my doctor in over a year, actually. I should go really? to checkup, though.
1: <laughs> really? Doctor, is that something that somebody who's in remission from cancer yeah. should talk to their doctor about?
2: Yeah, I would. Um, there are certain uh, situations where you may not want to take the vaccine, but I think what I would do, is talk to your oncologist, and it, you know, I can't tell you what to do, but it sounds like you're really healthy now. I mean, do you feel good? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, um, what generally I say to my patients, I have a yeah. lot of patients with heart disease who also had, for example, breast cancer. Right. And they're in remission, and I generally recommend that they get the vaccine. Now, not knowing your case, I don't right. want to um, give you advice. Right. Right. But I, the advice I would give you is um, to call up your oncologist and, and ask him or her um, whether it's safe and, and recommended that you have the vaccine. Um, the um, side effects um, and the problems that we've seen with the vaccine, I'm going to tell you they're real. Mm-hmm. About 5,500 people in the United States of America have had a serious problem with a vaccine, uh, be it heart problems or allergic reactions, things like that. But you also have to understand 300 million doses have been given. So uh, Facebook and other uh, media uh, anti-vax people will tell you the numerator, 5,500 people, et cetera. But they don't tell you the denominator at the same time. But that, I mean, if you do the math, it's 0.005% chance of having a problem. And that's less than being struck by lightning. Okay. So anyway, I I think that you're a hero um, for fighting off Hodgkin's disease. Yeah. And I would definitely just you know give your um, oncologist a call, and the specific question should be: uh, Is it safe, and should yeah. I take the vaccine?
1: Thank you, Mary. I appreciate you calling up.
2: And congratulations on uh, beating this uh, terrible disease.
1: She, see, she's already had lightning strike her. Yeah. In a, in a metaphoric sense. Right. Although
2: right. the chance of getting Hodgkin's disease is greater than the chance of being struck by lightning. Really? Yeah. I mean, I wish I knew the statistics, but sure. it's, it's, it's something that I've seen in my career a lot. Yeah. Um, I remember a young woman who was the daughter of one of my um, assistants mm-hmm. came in with a huge swelling on her neck that oh had my. developed really in a week, and that was Hodgkin. And uh, she graduated college, has a great job. It's, Hodgkin's specifically um, is very beatable. Right. And I know the guy who developed the first treatment. It was a Johns Hopkins. Yeah, CHOP, it was right. called. No, Cytoxan, Hydroxyurea, something that begins with an O and right. something that begins with a P. And it was that a chemotherapeutic cocktail that yeah. you, know, you lost your hair and you got sick. But yeah. it worked. And then they've developed other things since then. Very cool. It's awesome.
1: All right, so... Here's where we stand with the discussion of monoclonal antibodies. Yeah. If you were a politician, you would now be touting that treatment. In but other they words, they were you're- not
2: touting it just a month, a couple weeks ago. Right. But- they were criticizing DeSantis for not requiring uh, and not having mask mandates and not requiring the vaccine. And he yeah. said, get the vaccine. I urge you to get the vaccine. Right. I urge you to use a mask if you feel like you need it. Uh-huh. But this is America. I'm going to let you make your choice. Let's treat you, if you're exposed, with monoclonals. It worked for Trump, and right. he was criticized to the max. Now, what's happening? Biden and the rest want to start infusing. Why? Because yeah. they saw it worked in the southern states. 70% of the monoclonals administered as an outpatient have been in the South, where they've had the the, the greatest incidence. And I think the incidence of COVID is directly tied to the fact that there is vaccine resistance in the South. Mm -hmm. And I disagree with the things they say about why not to take the vaccine. Mm -hmm. I think I understand why they believe that when you consider what's been on Facebook and Twitter. Um, but I, I think this monoclonal thing is a great, idea. So, a there great is, idea.
1: so there is a headline from CNN that says Biden administration moves to avoid shortages of COVID-19 monoclonal antibody treatments. In other words, we're going to dole them out.
2: Well, what happened was before DeSantis ordered them directly from Regeneron.
6: Right, right.
2: And the Regeneron said, sure, buddy. We're going to ship you all you want. He's given 60,000 doses of monoclonals to prevent hospitalization and those who test positive. Hospitalization yeah. and death. And it's that's a great thing. He's got tent cities all over Florida. You know, yeah. you come in here, you test positive. Boom. You get it. Go home.
1: And now what's happening?
2: Biden is saying, OK, the federal government and they've already taken over the distribution. Right. I mean, by by presidential fiat. Now it's mine. Okay. And guess who's not going to get as much? Florida? Florida, yeah. And, and it's just nuts. Okay. And I think, actually, it's it's more than just nuts. I think that it's despicable. Because, I mean, why punish DeSantis for being a pioneer? Right. It's like, okay, we hate monoclonals because we want vaccines. And we think that if people think there's a treatment, they won't get a vaccine. And then next week, it's... I'm taking over the monoclonals because they're so good, okay. and I need to be the one to decide who gets them.
1: From Blaze Media, which is conservative, Oh yeah, Biden slashes distribution of monoclonal antibodies to red states.
2: And it okay. is true. Now, Biden and his people can say, well, it works, and it wouldn't be fair not to give it to the northern states okay. or not to give yeah. it to um, California when Florida is hogging it all. And the point, I, I think that the, the truth is, yes, we need to get it out there. Yes, we need to do the job with it. But no, right. the federal government doesn't have to just suddenly nationalize Regeneron okay. and and just dictate who gets it and who doesn't.
1: You know who knows the truth? Who? Rose Hoban from North Carolina Health News. Okay. Who will be on this show in just a moment to talk about this. I am
2: and, excited to hear what she says about the monoclonal. Right.
1: And, and this is – heart health radio you're listening to the heart health radio network
0: welcome to heart health with board certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist dr franklin weevall call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783 don't,
1: don't sing along the bumper music come on
2: now who, who is uh, that the backstreet boys no. who is that uh, the
1: thompson twins
2: the Th- oh, come on what's the difference
1: all right, we're gonna talk on today's show about a couple of people who made some very popular music in their day. Yeah. Uh Nicki Minaj and Bach. We'll talk Bach. with talk now with Rose Hoban. Yeah, I'm pronouncing it right. Bach.
2: Rose <laughs> Hoban from North Carolina. How do you pronounce it, Rose?
1: Bach or Bach? Bach. Uh, I
7: mean Bach, you know. Switched yeah. on Bach, right? Is it Bach. A, on Bach.
1: Is it a hard K or is it a <laughs> <laughs> uh I, don't know I will either.
4: not, uh, I, 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 yeah, no.
1: If you know, I'm call. Sure. <laughs> Rose What's happening? How, Rose, how are oh. things across the state?
7: Yeah, they're hanging in. Uh, we, uh,
4: as you know, um, we, our, our, our hospitalization rate seems to have peaked. Peaked, I yeah. say this, like, with, like great trepidation and my fingers crossed
1: i think she's so, i think she's singing, she's singing to a, Bach. because the the web on her side the internet on her side is she's got that sound of somebody whose web is is slowly updating
4: no 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 i i mean i'm i'm good it's just that i am <laughs> i am uh i am just sort of you know we've been um we've been i've been tracking the hospitalizations right like we just yeah. ran a yeah. story today from one of our publication partners from the the daily yonder which is a an organization that focuses on rural um reporting across the country yeah and they found that you know rural residents are dying from covid at twice the rate as people in cities right and we've definitely seen that in north carolina that our hospitalization rates are really high in some of these rural counties like the counties kind of north and West right. of Winston Salem and Winston Salem too, and
6: right.
1: then
4: the counties kind of west of Charlotte, you know, they're they they've got some pretty high rates. So we
1: um, we also had rose uh, high rates in like Alamance County, right? Of mm-hmm. people getting sick, I don't know what the fatality rate was, but they were always high.
2: Yeah, are they? Mm-hmm. Do you know if they're doing the monoclonal infusions in rural counties and rural hospitals? I know, I I I mean, every, yeah, they they are, there's about five centers, maybe 10 centers here in the triangle. Right. But that's what I just thought when you were talking about the rural area. I mean, do they have them in, is it Abscalom County, Abscom, or something like that? You know, the rural counties all over the place. Uh There's there's 100 counties in North North Carolina. I know,
4: for example, that there's, uh, for for one thing, the monoclonals are like $2,300 for a dose, right? Right. Now the wow. feds are paying for it, but um, it's still. I, I think. Um, I think the clinics have to do an initial outlay, and then they get reimbursed. And so, and and there's been an issue with supply, right? Because so many folks are using it. Yep. So, um, you know, but and and of course, as you and I have talked about before on this air, you have to be using those monoclonals early, early, and apparently. Um, the folks out at Mayhek, which is in the western part of the state, the Mountain Area Health Education Center, mm-hmm. they've got a big clinic there, and they're having to say to folks like, because they're having all these people come in preemptively. Oh, I think I'm, you know, like I think I might have been. So, can you give me the monoclonals? So now they're, they're, you know, they're making their criteria more stringent because, um, you know, because people are trying to substitute the monoclonals for vaccinations. You, you can't quite right. do that, and It costs $2,500
2: more. Right. Yeah. I think, though, I will say this. If there are people out there who have been scared, witless, about the vaccine, and we know that, and we know it's been a lot of false information, but I think that it's interesting that that a lot of these individuals are embracing the monoclonal. Okay. Yes. So Um, I would like to get the message out that yes, I understand you don't want the vaccine from what you've read and what you've heard.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I disagree mm-hmm. with you. I think you should get it. But if you get sick, call the monoclonal, call your doctor. And a lot of doctors aren't, aren't recommend. I had my dog walker's husband got COVID and the doctor said, okay, sit at home, <laughs> you know, oh, instead my. of go to a monoclonal center and get it. Now he did well. <sighs> But what I'm trying to say is infuriating I, yeah. to you as a
4: physician.
2: I, I am I am tired, you know, of anti anti covid vaccination shaming. OK, that's not going to get anybody to want the vaccine.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I, if you are out there listening and you, despite what I've said and what other people of knowledge have said, and you're not going to get it if the vaccine, if you get sick, get to your doctor. And mm-hmm. see if he or she will, you know, get you to the monoclonal center. If not, um, we can give you the phone numbers to call and mm-hmm. they will let you set it up. And sure, it's 2300 bucks, but what's your life worth? Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that we should promote it. And I don't think we should anti-COVID VAC shame at all because that's just going to make people – be that much more resistant. Don't tell me.
4: Dig in, do. they right. dig in their heels. They dig in their heels.
2: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Rose, you produce a, that is, North Carolina Health News.org, produces a healthcare half hour once a month. And mm-hmm. you're actually on the, this month, which was uh, put together Thursday. What's up? Mm-hmm.
4: So basically, um our guy, Tommy Goldsmith, who he, he might be a familiar name, he's been a reporter for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And he he retired from the News and Observer and came to us. Tommy has done multiple uh, fellowships and reporting on aging issues. Really, nobody knows the aging system in the state as well as Tommy. Right. And he did a story about assisted living centers and the fact that when they get fines levied against them, there are these mechanisms for them to negotiate with the state, make deals, and, and they they never end up paying those fines. And there's uh, really not a lot of, like, if you have, now, I have to say, let, let me, let, let the vast majority of assisted living centers never have a big penalty, right? You know, right. Like, like, they don't have bad things happen. But for the ones that do, you know, you, you do want to have a little bit of a stick, Right to discipline them, and the sticks are very—they're they're like they're like a wet noodle, right? Um, and so he—he and he we had a terrific intern this summer—a young woman from Queens University in Charlotte, yeah. And she was she was a uh, she was just a, a, a fabulous with a spreadsheet, and so they got all this data from the state, and she kind of whipped it into put it into a spreadsheet, so then we could analyze it. And we found that there were so many deals and, you know, we like, for example, there was uh, a a place in Pender County that, quote, failed to provide supervision for 11 residents with assaultive, aggressive, sexually expressive and wandering behaviors. And they were fined $70,000 in 2019 and they've never paid any of it.
1: Oh, my Mm. gosh. All right, because so,
4: they've been able to
1: negotiate. That's a, we go to north dot and look for the health care half hour. Thank you, Rose. You have a Thanks, great Ellen. week. All right, take All care. All
4: right, you too.
1: Bye bye. All right, we got Bernie in North Raleigh waiting Boiney. and ready to go. How you doing, Bernie? Hi,
5: can you hear me? Yeah. We
1: hear you beautifully. Loud, What's going out? on?
5: Okay, yeah. No, I want to say two things. One, I think if you're an American, it's Bach. And if you're German, it's Bach.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. All right.
5: Bach. There
1: you go. Thank you.
5: The other thing I wanted to say is I think uh, America really screwed up. Oh, my. uh, And let me explain what I mean. They should have said, look, the vaccine, get it if you want it. It's good. It's scientifically proven. And once you get it, you're going to be handed a special card that was issued by Washington, D.C., the same uh-huh. people that made the $100 bill. Yeah. So it's going to be very hard to counterfeit. And once you have that card, you're free to roam around anywhere without a freaking mask. <laughs> okay, so... I just went into a bookstore yes. that's an upscale one, which shall remain nameless. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say 100% of the people that go to that or is vaccinated, yeah. but that you
2: need a mask. Screw you. Uh, well, I, is, I will say this. Yeah. Um, I don't mind wearing a mask. Okay. I mean, do I think that they work? Probably help a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think that vaccinated people should be not required to wear a mask and unvaccinated mm-hmm. should? I think there's something to be said for that. But this morning, I went to Harris Teeter. It's in my building. Mm -hmm. And it said mask required. So I just put one on. I would say 80% of the people who were shoppers weren't wearing masks. And 100% of the employees were wearing masks. Um, I think we're on the downside of this in North Carolina. I may be wrong. I'm not telling you not to put your mask on. I think that... It is not so much an insult to have to wear a mask to your um, being a free American. Mm -hmm. But I do understand that. Um, And and I do understand when people say, look,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I've been fully vaccinated. My Mm -hmm. risks are very low of getting it, but also transmitting it. So why do I have to wear a mask now? And you want to know something else? Mm -hmm. Remember who said this? What? That we in in May and June you get vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. President Biden.
3: Right. Right.
2: So right. the biggest Am problem. I pardon. Yeah.
5: Am i still on. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, still, you're still, on, still bro. on, bro. We're okay. listening to you, Bernie. Uh, hang, hang out for half a second. Yeah. Hello. Right, yes. Yeah. Can I get a Dave single with cheese as a senior
3: strike <laughs> sort of, hero? Right, he's you got geez. it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. No, Coming your way. Wait,
1: Bernie. Bernie.
2: <laughs> Bernie. Bernie.
1: Yeah. Order two and swing by this station. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So, but, yeah,
5: I just want to say thanks for taking the call and all that. But <laughs> I think that there should be a deep black and white divide of hey, I'm vaccinated, or not. Right. and you're I got there you. you go. I, I don't need to wear a mask. I'm vaccinated.
2: Yep.
1: But that's that's where I can you Thank. Thank you, Bernie. I
2: understand your point.
1: Uh-huh. Bernie is Bernie is clearly from here. He is from Selma or... or...
2: That's why I was saying Boiney. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Boiney. So (laughs) there has been in the last two weeks, and we weren't on last week, so we've got to talk about this. There is now a mandate for the shot. Yeah. Okay, if you're... For
2: federal employees.
1: And people who work for companies with 100 or more, and I'll tell you right now, a lot of small companies have 150 employees. Yeah.
2: And then for health care.
1: And for health care.
2: So you know what's happening? People are resigning from hospital. Yes. Yeah. And I, let, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it has not been adjudicated yet. No, right? it's, no, 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 no. no.
1: So, People are so fighting I, this. Tell
2: yeah. me. The mandate is in effect. I don't know. I think I, that's what I can't figure out. I mean do I have to start firing my employees who won't get the vaccine? I don't think
1: I don't think yet. Okay. I, and and it and there there is a big question whether you can do this even as president of the United States
2: of the new United States. I don't know. I don't know. I would like I would like this to be immediately adjudicated Mm -hmm. and go to the Supreme Court. Skip all the, you know, District Court of of Mississippi Mississippi, and then the Appeals Court of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Just go to the Supreme Court. That's what they're there for, right? Let us know. Is this constitutional?
1: Bernie is also endorsing something that I was concerned about. What's that? ID cards for those who've been vaccinated. Yeah. And a two-tiered system of living, mm-hmm. which I object to I do too well I, I'm very concerned and and there are some people who say that there is a there is a designation in the Bible for this whole thing mm-hmm. that you can't do business unless you got this card
3: mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm.
2: I'm
1: not I'm not going conspiracy nut. Theory here. Well, I'm you can if you, you want to. I'm telling you. This is
2: radio, after all.
1: America is not, does not ever have that. Yeah, I agree. We never uh,
2: do that. Okay. I agree with you yeah. that um, you shouldn't have this kind of segregation of the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Right. I honestly think that it is the fault mm-hmm. of the government. hmm that people are afraid of the vaccine. Yes, it's not necessarily Facebook, although there's been a lot of crazy things said on Facebook. You know, you would turn you turn magnetized. Uh, Bill Gates has a um, a microchip in there. Oh
1: no, 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 that's all true.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm
1: kidding. Um, I'm kidding. I don't believe but, that.
2: But remember, the first person who act before the vaccine was even yes put on the market. Who yes. was the first person to say? I don't trust a vaccine, <laughs> and I'm not going to take a vaccine that was developed by President Trump. Who yeah. was that man?
1: Uh, was that uh, Joe President Biden. Biden?
2: Remember, yes. you go back to the debates. Yeah. Now, why did he say that to uh, rally his base sure. against President Trump? Sure. Now, it's completely the opposite. Is it the same vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, come on. Because so, so the- there, here they are scolding. The people who don't want to have vaccines. Right. You got Arnold Schwarzenegger saying they should go and and be beaten to death, and you've got you know Biden and the rest of them screaming at the people who don't want to get a vaccine. But mm-hmm. he started it. Yeah. And so the whole politicalization of this COVID is just driving me crazy.
1: One of crazy. the other things is that the tone of the message. From two weeks ago, the president said he's disappointed in us and his patience is wearing out. Okay. Does and he then,
2: remember what he said?
1: Okay, but here's the thing: I, I'm, I'm a teacher. I know a little bit about motivating the right. unmotivated. Okay, I teach unmotivated students, students who mm-hmm. don't want to. There are two things he made mistake in. Number one, he lumped people together. Right. Right. He said, "You, you folks." And the second thing is saying he's disappointed in us. There, There is no motivation. Right. No motivation at all yeah. that is less effective than that. Right. Oh, I'm disappointed in you. And that it, puts a separation between you and I.
2: Right. Sorry. And so the most effective way I've been in my office, and I give this spiel to all my patients. I walk in with mask on, and I say, have yeah. you had your vaccine? Yeah. And I would say 90% of my patients have said yes. Mm-hmm. But there are some who say, no, and I'm not going to get it. And, and, you know, the, the Biden approach and, and the left wingers approach is to whip out your ruler and go back to the nun in the closet mode, where if you did something wrong in school, the nun comes out and wraps you on the hand. And my idea is and the way I approach is okay. saying, I understand. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. You've, I've heard it all. Okay. And then I ask them to tell me why. They're resistant. They tell me, and then I explain why I think they don't need to worry about that. And I would say half of them decide to get it that that's I good. give this spiel to.
1: So yeah, it works. That's very good. We're going to talk to Marie from Raleigh, who is an ex-nun. We're going to apologize to her in just a moment. Which
2: closet did you hide in?
1: <laughs> She's right. That's that's coming up on the show. Join in. Clearly, it's an open line, open you know discussion. Nine one nine. 860 9783 Heart Health Radio. Well, you know you make me want to kick my heels up and down, throw my hands up and down. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Marie and Raleigh were shouting out you. Thank you for calling. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm fine.
7: How hey, you?
1: Marie. Hey, Dr. Wee Yeah, what's I up? Like...
7: To, to say uh put my input on the shots. Yes. I in the, if I were in the hospital and a nurse or someone would come in there and they have not had a shot right with all the viruses, all of that in the hospital and everything. Yeah. I would just soon for them not to come in my room. Sure. And if I was in the hospital, I'm not gonna mention the name, but they're hiring people in the for the food services, and they don't have to have a shot until November.
6: Interesting. they
7: go to your room and take your trays. They cook. They take your money, but they don't have to have a shot. Right. And then uh, two other hospitals, you've got to have a shot.
2: I didn't know this. I really
7: believe in the mask, and as far as the girl, I don't know what happened to my voice after I started talking. But the lady that called about that uh, Scott got lymph, had lymphoma. Yes. Um, Bill, my husband, he's got it. He's had all three. He's even had his booster shot. Yes. He has had no problem at all, and um, actually, it actually acts like it feels better. Right. So, uh, but as far as that business about putting these people in, I mean, every time I go to a doctor's office, it's all, they keep it real clean. Everything is all really always spread out, and I'm not yeah. really worried. Yeah. But someone bringing my food into my room, and I'm lying there, and they have not had their shot and do not have a mask on, I just don't like that.
1: Yeah, that's smart. Thank you, Marie. Uh, I'm glad that you believe. All right. Thank you. So there are a couple of stories we haven't dealt with, but I want to deal with this one right here. Yeah,
2: I think it's a good story. I mean, people around me know that I have no hesitation in um, passing gas. I just don't. And um, I think that this is something that's Western, okay? Mm. And I don't know how it developed. It might have been in England and brought over here. But when you pass gas, you are doing a natural bodily function. Mm-hmm. And what's happened now? There is a doctor in um, England, Doctor Karen Rajan. It's a it's a male, I believe. And he has TikTok videos, and he explains why you need to. I'm gonna use. Can I use the? Yes. Yeah. Why you need to fart? Yeah. Those gases are waste products, and if you hold them for a period of time until the urge to pass gas is over with. Uh huh. You're reabsorbing those gaseous poisons, huh. and you want to get rid of them. Now, people in my office will take a bathroom break, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. you know, go somewhere private, and because I encourage it, don't no hold don't. it in. Yeah. You just don't want to do that. Now, interestingly, this is why these doctors also recommend that you don't sleep in the nude. You know why? No, because. On the average, a person passes gas 10 times a night while they're sleeping. And apparently, if you don't catch it, you know, some of those things that come out in your PJs,
3: mm-hmm.
2: that it will actually, the noxious fumes will disturb your sleep.
3: Isn't Re- that weird? Really? Yeah.
2: I had a dog once that oh, would yeah. be sleeping. Yeah. And he would toot. That's another good word. Mm-hmm, toot. Yeah, Please. And he would bark and be scared. I mean he had no clue what that sound was coming from. Right. But for us, apparently <laughs> it, it wakes us up, takes us out of deep sleep. Now I don't know if I really believe that. But that, I mean, I don't know. You I'm mean fair, the I'm sound gonna, takes yeah. you out of deep sleep no, and therefore it's you don't not the sound. It's
1: you not the sound. You understand if
2: you can smell it, yeah. it's the it's particulate. So yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But it I guess at night it wakes you up. You know?
1: I have never woken up because of that.
2: Yeah. You, oh, wait a minute. Now, I'm not talking about fully awake from consciousness. No. It's from the deep sleep which okay. recharges your body to that light sleep. That's what they're saying. Now, I don't know if I believe that or not. But anyway, maybe you shouldn't eat beans before you go to bed. I don't yeah. know. You,
1: you know yeah, I, I I got it beat because I sleep with a CPAP machine and I'm drawing my well, fresh there you air. Go. I'm drawing my fresh air from go. three and a half feet in that right. direction. So you have yep. no problem. Okay.
2: Take your clothes off.
1: There is a story that says if you've got high cholesterol, one drink will help lower your levels by thirty percent. Believe it? No. This is green tea. Yeah. No, yeah, here's
2: the problem. People still believe that you can change your diet. Mm-hmm and drink green tea,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and lower your cholesterol by, say, 10% Sure. and prevent a heart attack. And it's never been shown to be true. If you want to go natural to prevent a heart attack, there is a way to do it, and it's called uh, the Dean Ornish diet. And let me tell you, when you go on the Dean Ornish diet, your cholesterol goes down 80%. Really? And you can look it up. Uh, Dean Ornish is an um, alternative physician. He's the one who told Steve Jobs not to get his pancreatic surgery oh my and to do it with macrobiotics. With yeah. And of course, we all know what happened to Steve Jobs. But anyway, his diet does work and it has been approved to uh, reverse cholesterol and, and do well. But you got to really lower it a lot. So for example, mine was 178. That's the LDL cholesterol. Mm-hmm. It's now 11. And my blockage has basically disappeared. And
1: you didn't do it with diet.
2: I I could have helped with diet. Diet is not enough.
1: This is Heart Health Radio, another
0: hour on the way. Heart Health Radio is for information purposes only. Before taking any action, consult your doctor. The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio. Oh. oh, oh. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. And today on the show, we're going to talk about the Food and Drug Administration,
1: Johann Sebastian Bach, and a kid who was hesitant to donate his liver to his mother.
2: It's a great story. It's a, it's terrific a great story. story.
1: Hang yeah. on for that. On Heart Health Radio, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. We have to talk about Nicki Minaj. Yeah. She got on Twitter and said that her cousin in Trinidad will not get the vaccine because his friend got it and his testicles became swollen. Yeah.
2: I thought they exploded too. Was that it?
1: No, that was not it. Okay. Thank you for adding that little detail. That was not part of the story. Okay. She then. Had a lot of things happen. Yeah. She had a lot of people make fun of her. The head of medicine at Trinidad and Tobago, the the islands there, and mm-hmm. the government said, no, nobody's had that happen.
2: Uh, it's just crazy.
1: Do you believe that that was ever a side effect for no, anybody?
2: Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Well, where is she headed now?
1: She's headed to the White House. Right. Because... Because they want to sit her down and just say, all right, Nikki, here's the deal. We're trying to get people to take the medicine. You're standing in the way.
2: And do you think she'll change her story?
1: Yeah, she might. I
2: don't know. I mean, do you think she'll actually say, I made it up?
1: She seems teachable. Yeah. I,
2: actually, I've never heard a single song of her. Since Neither you. have I. Yeah, she's very popular.
1: Oh, I, you yeah. Know, she she, she actually posted something she saw on about her on uh, Tucker Carlson. Really? And then they had people who criticized her for having anything to do with Tucker Carlson because they said, well, why are you posting a white supremacist? Yeah. Which he says he's not. I'm going to believe him. So where are we with the misinformation fight here?
2: It's really tough. Um, I try to beat down misinformation on Mm -hmm. this show Mm -hmm. and i try to beat it down in the office every day um and it's really tough one of the great things about social media is the connections it's made between people who don't know each other and people Mm -hmm. who do know each other one of the bad things about social media is that it connects people who don't know each other and, (laughs) and who may know each other um it's it's almost cacophonous, okay? I love that word. Um, it has gotten to the point now where we're screaming at each other. We're pointing fingers at each other. I think it's one of the biggest health crises in the United States of America because you don't know who to believe. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, one of the things that I, I have to fight all the time is, Dr. thought I do not want to take chemicals. I want natural, okay? And what happens is that people... Will say, uh, for example, my biggest fight is with statins, cholesterol medications, which have saved millions of lives since they were developed. There's no doubt about it. Right. Um, and the misinformation that spreads. And you know, as soon as I took this, my knee started to hurt, and I quit. And yeah. his, his, my friend, his liver failed and had to have a transplant. And right. you know, the bottom line is, is that we just can't believe. Everything. Well, I would say take everything that you see on Facebook and Twitter and ask yourself, is this part of the misinformation campaign or is this yeah. perhaps true? Yeah. Don't believe what you hear. Just right. don't.
1: My friend is uh, in uh, Facebook jail right now. What's that? Well, they, oh,
2: he got kicked off? Yeah, they
1: pulled the account. Oh He's God. very anti-vax. And he has a right to, to be anti-vax. That sure. is for himself right. to say. You know, we're not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to take that thing. Well, I don't know what he said, but Nicki Minaj really. Did she get all, kicked
2: out? I bet you she didn't.
1: She got um, Twitter suspended her account, and then they put her right back. Right
2: on, right back. Yeah. 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 Um, and who is not back? The ex president is not even back.
1: No, no You're absolutely right. Uh, But we should say, as a statement of fact, that very few or no people have ever had their testicles swell because of the vaccine.
2: That is not a... It's not going to happen.
1: It's not on the list of things If it did
2: happen, for some other reason. Now, now
1: listen. That'd be the top story here. That
2: is a dangerous thing. A seminoma or a testicular carcinoma. Something also uh, mumps. Believe it or not. And you remember that as a side effect? I know. Yeah, oh. mumps not only would call mumps, you know, lumps in your neck from swelling that, but one of the big things is that it can cause your testicles to swell from the infection down there. Uh-huh. So if they are swelling, we're not saying that it doesn't no, happen. No, 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 I'll tell you what. Yeah, get it get a testicular torsion where uh-huh. the, the testicle actually gets twisted and the blood supply gets cut off. That's a medical emergency. So we're not telling you that if your testicles swell that it's fake. We're just saying that it's fake, that fake news that the vaccine can cause it.
1: You're going to call your doctor if it happens. Right. You're going to call this show, and you might call the Zoo morning show on the FM station. Absolutely. Because they want to talk about it also. Yes. Let's talk about the FDA. What did yeah. the FDA say?
2: Okay, so what, what the Biden administration, which is, represents the federal government, or at least one branch of the federal government, is pushing – Uh, Booster doses. And this means that if you've had, for example, like I have, two doses of the Moderna, Mm -hmm. the specific distance between them in time, that after eight months, uh, you should get another booster shot because the antibodies tend to wane, not in everybody, but the levels of your antibodies against the spike protein of COVID-19 tend to go down in concentration. Well, the FDA, the way the FDA works is they get an advisory board. Of supposedly the experts in the field and they review the application so Moderna applied to give the booster shots to everybody mm-hmm. and it has to be FDA approved before that can be done so they got the advisory committee together and despite what President Biden said on the basis of his advisors, mm-hmm. uh, they voted against it and they said that only people who are over the age of 65 or and or have a clinical predisposition to really severe COVID infection and death Mm -hmm. should get it, and nobody else should. So my question is, and and this has been the question the whole nine or two years almost that we've been in the throes of this horrible situation. Mm -hmm. Why can't we speak with one voice? Mm. Why can't the federal government decide that we're going to speak with one voice. And, you know, if we're going to get the booster shots, why not get them? And where is this all coming from? And what happens to scientists is they don't want to do something unless there's data. Where's the data Yeah, that it helps? Well, there's no data that it helps old people, too. They're They're making a clinical decision because they're doctors. But I think that if there's no data that shows it's harmful... And there is maybe a little bit of data that shows it's not harmful, that maybe we should just make a decision okay, um, as a federal government and then everybody else shut up. Because this is another reason why there's hesitancy to get the vaccine. One person says one thing. One person says another thing. And it's the same thing with Fauci. I mean, he says one thing one month and one thing the next month. And that's not a good thing.
1: We have Centers for Disease Control. And let me just tell you, they've done a wonderful job, haven't they? Uh, Centers for Disease Control. Right. I don't know whether they could have prevented where we are now. but Right. All right. We have a Food and Drug Administration that covers everything from what's in Velveeta right. to what's in drugs. Right. Right. We have Dr. Fauci, who is, I don't know, he's part of one of those.
2: The National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. He's been heading it for years, years and years and years and years.
1: years. Some, So maybe we needed a, a united front.
2: Yeah, I think maybe when they tried this, didn't they had a um, a committee? What was it yeah. called? A task force. Sure. And maybe just maybe they should have said the task force should be the one to make uh, federal policy. And I don't know. I, I just don't know. It doesn't mean I'm against freedom of speech. Okay, no, we should okay. all have freedom of speech. But a government entity declaring one thing when another government entity had declared. Something else is not a good thing.
1: As I've often said, I just want the government to tell me what to think.
2: Right. Absolutely. And then I'll be fine. Absolutely. Tell me.
1: Telephone 919-860-9783. I don't want the government to do that.
2: Right. We're joking. I want want people to make independent
1: decisions. Right. Oddly enough, this Nicki Minaj ended up saying that, that she said, I want people to be informed and then make decisions. No, well, she came up you. with a bad data right. point. Well, right.
2: and, you know, okay, here's the example. Okay, you know who Cardi B is? She's another Vaguely. type of Nicki Minaj. Vaguely. And so when the Democrats had their convention, okay, who did they have as a featured speaker was Cardi B.
1: Yeah.
2: And so I guess the the concept is that young people are very much influenced by influencers. <laughs> right, right. Instead of... Um, you know, thinking and critical thinking and deciding based on data and evidence. Yeah. Well, Cardi B said so, so it's got to be true. <laughs> okay. It's You're just right. driving me crazy.
1: You're right. Sue in Carrie, thank you very much for the phone call. How are you doing today? Hi, Sue. Are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Go ahead. Talk to us. Pardon me? Go ahead and talk to us. You are on with Dr. Okay. Franklin Weefold.
8: Great. Um, I I had the uh, COVID shot. Yes. In January, and I had the second one in in uh, a couple of weeks later. Okay. Sure. And and then I um, I came down uh, in August. With COVA. Yeah. And I went to the ER, and they gave me the um, infusion. Great. And I I didn't have many side effects except for um, being tired and a cough. Right. Right. And now I have my... Blood pressure has gone absolutely out of out of the. Um, I now have high blood pressure of 170, one or two over ninety,
6: mm-hmm. and
8: I was wondering if that would have had anything to do with getting COVID.
2: Okay, uh, there have been reports of people who have had COVID. Uh, and had cardiovascular problems, um, hypertension, uh, inflammation of the muscle of the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so the answer is for you in particular, I don't know. Um, but I do know that um, someone with a blood pressure that's persistently elevated, get it down. Uh, go to your doctor, get, get on the medications. Um, congratulations on Your outcome. Um, Yes, if you've gotten the vaccine, you can still get COVID. They did a wonderful thing for you. They got you the right treatment. Um, Now, you know, there's something called long COVID, which means that some symptoms persist. And in some people, they persist for a long time. Now, what are those symptoms from? They're not actually from the virus. They are from what the virus did to your body by making your body over-inflamed mm-hmm. and damage. So inflammation can damage your blood vessel. And I suspect, although I don't know, that the inflammation from your infection, which was properly treated, has made something go on with your arteries so they don't relax. And I think the data would indicate that it's going to get better over time. But it's okay to take some medicines, and it may be temporary. Now, what are the best medicines to take for the situation? I don't know. Um, but I do know that you should go see your doctor and have him or her be really good about getting you on some medicine to get your blood pressure down.
1: They have lots of heart and blood pressure medicines. Oh now.
2: sure. and And you know, without side effects, with some with side effects, for right. example, amlodipine which is a very good medicine, and some people can cause swelling of the feet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lisinopril, which is a very good blood pressure medication, can cause a chronic cough, dry, mm. hacking cough. Mm. A beta blocker, which is like metoprolol, it can cause vivid dreams, can make you tired, it can make you have sexual dysfunction, but it doesn't happen in everybody. And I think the thing that you need to do is go see your doctor because there are certain medications that work for some and don't work for others. Right. So for example, African-Americans don't necessarily respond to lisinopril as mm-hmm. an ACE inhibitor, it's called, mm-hmm. but they do respond to beta blockers and 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 amylodipine. Asians can sometimes not respond to uh, beta blockers and it's not cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Okay, Obviously not cut and dry, but in your situation, I think that um, it may be temporary that you have high blood pressure, and it may be because of the inflammation that you had with COVID and how it may have temporarily damaged your arteries. But it can be treated, it can be brought down. And then if you go to your doctor and follow up, he or she may say, hey, your blood pressure's coming down, and it's right. coming down you know, really well, let's try to cut back a little bit, and eventually you may not be on a blood pressure medication.
1: Did that all make sense, Sue? I'm. I don't know,
8: but uh, the medicine that I'm taking for the high blood pressure is, yes. and I'm going to spell it. Yeah, sure. S P I R O N O L A C T O N E. And how long does it take to?
1: What's bring the first? blood so, pressure down? Was so, it called t-
2: spironolactone? I, I I didn't.
1: Sue. So, there's some letters that sound like other letters. Can yeah. you tell me what Where that first letter with? is?
2: S is in Sam? S is in Sam, P as in Paul, I as yeah, in
8: Yeah, I know U. what it is.
2: Spironolactone. Yeah. That's an old-fashioned medication that uh, is a diuretic, okay? Mm-hmm. So what it does is it makes you urinate um, sodium, and it is uh, old-fashioned. It's a diuretic. Um, it's very good for someone with congestive heart failure. It is a mild medication. So it may be that it's so mild they wanted to start you on a mild one, uh, and that may be why it's not working. Mm-hmm. If, but I'd go back. If your blood pressure within two weeks has not come down on that medication, I would go back and say it's not working. Um, what do you think? But check with your doctor.
1: All right. Thank you, Sue. Good This, luck. this is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation just by listening to Heart Health Radio, FM 985, AM 680, WPTF. So the shame music is playing. Do you have somebody to Yeah,
2: you know, do you ever watch Jamie Kimmel?
1: Never, never.
3: He's
2: a smart act. Smart Alec, excuse me, I almost said a bad word. Um, We've been talking about expulsion from that place, but I shouldn't use the word. Anyway, he's a smart Alec, and he thinks he's funny. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, he said in a, I've watched the 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 thing on YouTube. Yeah. um, And he really was pretty earnest. And, you know, ivermectin, it's just become a political thing, okay? I mean, yeah, if you take a tube of horse paste, you know, you treat ivermectin, I mean, horses with ivermectin to get rid of parasites. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you're going to get sick. But if you get a prescription from ivermectin from your physician, you are not going to get sick for the, you know, 99.99% of the time. Sure. And it's become just like what, you know, President Trump said, drink bleach. He never said drink bleach. And... The people who are pushing for ivermectin do have some data that support its use. Mm-hmm. There are other data that don't support its use, but, you know, and I won't prescribe it because I don't want to get investigated um, for prescribing something that's not part of the, you know, left wing agenda. But Jimmy Kimmel actually went out and said that anybody who took ivermectin is a dimwit. And not only are they dimwits, but they should be refused admission to the intensive care unit for being a dimwit. Mm-mm. I don't think he was joking. It didn't seem like he was joking. And this is another you know, example of how we've got to stop this. We've got to start loving each other again. We've got to start trying to understand why someone would take ivermectin. We've got to start saying, I, you know, if you're Jimmy Kimmel, I disagree with you, but we still love you and we'll still let you in the ICU if you're sick. Where is all this hate coming from, you know? And I, I think that it it really contributes uh, not only to the discord we're seeing in America, but the stress from the discord we're seeing in America. And for people making decisions, like, for example, I hate Jimmy Kimmel. I'm not going to do a thing he says. I'm going to go get some ivermectin. Please, <laughs> you know, let's just tone all this down.
1: That also has been suggested for people who don't get the vaccine, some people are very yeah. willing to say, well, let's not, treat I, let's not treat deny them.
2: treatment. But what do you say to the people then who got the vaccine right. and who did get sick? And let me tell you, yeah. um, I have seen plenty of people in my practice who have gotten the vaccine and have gotten sick. Right. Now, thank God, none of them have gotten very sick. I think the vaccine, for the most part, will protect you right from getting really but there are people who have been vaccinated and who have died from covid
1: sue got the shot she did everything she was supposed to i'll bet you she never went out and during the shutdowns. i bet
2: you she wore her mask and i bet you she did everything right right
1: so you know
2: come on everybody take a deep breath stop hating each other let's all get together i mean you know um rodney king one of the Everyone knows who Rodney King was. He was the one who was unfairly and unjustly and criminally beaten by some Los Angeles policemen, and it caused a riot, which burned down 20 million, you know, billion dollars worth of things. and And Rodney had the best thing to say after this riot, Mm -hmm. and he said, "Can't we just get along? Can't we just get along?" And this is another example, Jimmy Kimmel, if you're listening. Please stop this.
1: He does. He downloads and he listens to it while he's on his treadmill.
2: Well, uh, listen, we've got people all over all over the world listening to us now. Australia, Iceland, yeah, that's yeah,
1: great. What's the news about cholesterol meds? Will okay, they save is my life? This very
2: exciting. Okay, I take a certain type of shot, uh, in- I'll call it an injection, and it lowered my cholesterol tremendously. Yeah. PCSK9 is the protein that's targeted. It's a complicated thing, but if you diminish PCSK9, you diminish your cholesterol.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, now they have a new technique. It involves RNA, just mm-hmm. like the RNA viruses. I mean, vaccines. Yeah. But it prevents RNA from make in your body from making this PCSK9. It's a once every six month injection.
1: And it does what?
2: Lowers your cholesterol. Yeah. And lowers it so much that like other cholesterol medications, most likely will prevent a lot of heart attacks. So this is fantastic. You go in, you get your injection. Six months later, you get another injection. And these aren't big, long injections. These are little pens, like insulin pens. You stick them on your belly and you click it.
1: And It's, it's helping
0: people out.
2: It's okay in England, but it's coming to the U.S.
0: This is Heart Health Radio. Now back to heart health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-860-9783. And I'm going to
1: apologize for the telephone ringing. That was my phone in the last segment. It rang in the middle. Just, was, that,
2: was it your wife calling asking you to pick up some uh, ice cream on the way no, home? No,
1: it was people trying to sell me automobile uh, extended warranty. Uh, yeah, I get that twice a week. I, I'm stunned at this. I drive a '96 Jeep. Okay, 1996. But you sure
2: know, that's hip now to do that? Yeah,
1: those to are do cla- what?
2: Those are, listen, you could sell that car for a lot of money. On I
1: know, bed. but I'm just telling it's you, it's a hip car. There's no way my insurance is about to run out on it. <laughs> okay, it's no way. No way. All right, so you're going to tell the truth about smoking.
2: Yeah, and you know, I I don't deny that I do something really bad. Uh that you should never do, that you should uh, take my example and run um, because I still smoke. Um, I'm down to about 10 a day and take three puffs. I did quit again. Uh, Mm -hmm. Quitting is easy. I've done it a million times. (laughs) Um, But I always like to tell the truth about things because one aspect of a bad thing can be a good thing. Mm -hmm. And then you take that, Reason why it's a good thing, and figure something else out. So we used to use after heart attacks a medicine called Plavix or Clopidogrel. Yeah, and have you taken that before? I've taken Plavix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Plavix, the the generic name is Clo Clopidogrel. It's just is that an
1: anticoagulant?
2: Right. No, it's an antithrombotic. What does that mean? It makes your platelets less sticky, so they don't clot your stent. So you had a heart attack, you would get a stent, and you go home on aspirin and Plavix. And what would happen 15% of the time? You'd have another clot. Why is that? Because about 10 to 15% of the people don't have a liver uh, enzyme that converted it to the active drug. It's a pro-drug. So what you take doesn't work against the platelets, but your liver will take an enzyme and convert it to the active drug, which does. Okay. Prevent your platelets. They found out an interesting thing that smokers who had a heart attack and a stent yeah. and took Plavix yeah. over the next year had a lower risk of death because smoking induced the enzyme which converted the or Plavix to the active drug. Get it? So if you smoked, yeah. you didn't have that problem with not having a liver enzyme to convert it. So 15% of the people didn't have it. Yes. But if you smoke, you, you made yourself have it. it. It induced it.
1: This falls into the category, I'm just glad you understand Oh,
2: come that. on. I explained it well. You anyway, did. Anyway, so did. now they know that if you smoke, your risk of COVID is a little little, little bit less. And they, they saw this in the beginning. They didn't believe it. Yeah. So they followed it and followed it and followed it. That doesn't mean you should smoke to prevent COVID. It means that there's something about the smoke going into your lungs Mm -hmm. that prevents them from getting damaged and seriously making Mm -hmm. you sick. So let's investigate what that is. Just like smokers had a lower risk of a heart attack if they smoked after Plavix. We found out what that was. And so we went to a different drug. Okay. That doesn't need to be fixed by the liver to work first.
1: So we're investigating. now. When I say we're, people who know science are investigating why it is that smoking seems
2: to reduce your chances. Right. So if you smoke, you should not smoke. No, no, no. But we are going to tell the truth that smokers, for for some reason we don't understand yet, have a lower risk of getting bad COVID than non-smokers. Yeah. So let's find out what it is about cigarette smoke that does this and hopefully find a medicine or some other way to do it. But let's also not hide the truth. Right. And um, I think it's fascinating, uh, but do not smoke. Don't ever start smoking. And if you smoke now, quit. Yeah. Um, and and I am not going to lie and, and deny that I smoke. And Am I dumb? Uh, I've made a decision on my own that it's better for me right now in my life to do it than not to do it. Right. And I'm going to try to quit again.
1: But the whole addiction thing cannot be ignored. Yeah. People say, well, yeah. just stop. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Smoking is self-medication. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. The nicotine effect in the brain is a real one. And some people are so filled with anxiety that yeah. they, they can't stop. I happen, you know the truth? Mm. I like it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I right. really like it. Yeah. Uh, take that break, the the feeling in your lungs when the warm smoke goes in, and, yeah, it makes you more calm.
1: Let me just tell you, when I was in college yeah. for about six months, I chewed Copenhagen. Now, yeah. chewing Copenhagen is not – you don't chew anything. You take what amounts to is this tobacco substance, right. and it's about like coffee, the grounds of coffee. Yeah. You put it between your cheek and gum, and it affects your brain. Yeah.
2: It, did you feel good?
1: Yeah. 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 But let me just tell you, I stopped after about six months. Why is that? Well, it was irritating my lip. Yeah. It was irritating, and, yeah. and, and it could yeah. have turned into something, and I read yeah. some articles about people who lost— their jaw yeah. they, they took the bone sure. out because of this okay for two years later two years later you craved it i craved it yeah anytime i had a beer it would be like oh yeah i want this
2: i know a lot of people who say i don't smoke yeah except when i drink yeah 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 but now you can't smoke in bars you have to right. go outside right I, you All know right. again don't smoke but Telefo- but hear the truth
1: our number is 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. Dr. Wefault would love to hear your story and respond to it. He can't diagnose on the air, but he can tell you what to ask your doctor or ask you what to mm-hmm. ask your doctor. There was a woman who died, mm-hmm. was clinically dead for 45 minutes.
2: Right. Now, what does clinically dead mean? I- I don't really know. There's heart death and then there's brain death, yeah. and uh, everybody has their own uh, take on it. Did you know, your brain cells live for hours and hours after you're clinically dead. Did they don't die this. all of a sudden. There are a lot of brain cells that are still active, still shooting out electrical signals. Um, so, and, and concept... sometimes,
1: and sometimes yeah. you continue to play lead guitar for the band right. for yeah. like 35 years.
2: Absolutely. Um, what's that guy's name?
1: Keith Richards. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Anyway, so what does dead mean? Okay, your heart stops, and that's heart death. And what they did for this lady, and the interesting thing, she was having a heart attack, and her daughter was giving birth to a baby uh, two floors below. Yes. So she had a massive heart attack, and her heart stopped. It's called ventricular fibrillation. The electricity goes into a flutter on the bottom part because it can't beat in a regular way. Yeah. They worked on her. And what did they do? They did CPR. What is CPR? Um, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. So you, they tried to breathe for her. Um, I'm sure in the hospital they put a tube down and oxygen and, and pumped it. Yeah. And then they pushed on her chest. Um, and they, it, it's a very specific thing. Um, you push about three inches down. And interestingly, we used to be taught 70 beats a minute. Now it's 90 to 100. And as you push down on the chest, you actually cause circulation. And so the blood starts to move in and out, in and out, up and down, and the blood moves. They kept her brain perfused. And what does that mean? That oxygenated blood got to her brain.
3: Good.
2: So she was dead in terms of her heart not functioning on its own, but she clearly wasn't brain dead. And this is the great thing, properly applied. CPR and this is also called advanced cardiac life support because I'm they gave her adrenaline mm-hmm. they gave her medicines to to get her heart going again they gave her medicines to keep her brain perfused and it worked and so how often and how long do you do, excuse me how long do right. you do CPR
3: right
2: i don't know i suspect and i wasn't there that they got hints that they were almost getting her heart back yeah and then it they would lose it and another hint and it may have been also that the, they gave her you know, aspirin-type medications to start to dissolve the clot that mm-hmm. was causing her heart not to work. But anyway, the heroes. I mean, everyday medical heroes. And the physician uh, and or the physician assistant, the nurse who ran this code,
3: right.
2: should get the gold star, get a blue ribbon. You know, they, they brought someone back. And the, the double-added wonder – You know, as her daughter gave birth, and so her grandchild was born. It was just a wonderful thing. So when you see a nurse, when you see a physician, um, realize that there are heroes who walk among us. Yeah. It's just a fantastic story.
1: And on TV, because of the constraints of television, they make a decision within 30 seconds. Yeah. But that's truly not yeah. when the decision came. Right. Get I, I made. worked
2: on a young man for 45 minutes. Um, wow. Every now and then we thought we got his heart back. you know, shocked him a bunch of times. And 45 minutes later, we called the code, and I was just heartbroken. Let me tell you, 10 minutes later, I heard a scream. Wow. And it was the nurse, his nurse, and she walked in and he was sitting up in bed. Wow, He got discharged. So I've seen miracles. Um, is it a miracle? I don't know. We kept his brain alive. That's And good. all of a sudden, his heart decided to work again. I good. don't know.
1: If you want to see the story, it's at people.com. I'm going to tell you in just a moment the most amazing part of that story that Dr. Wefall did not mention. Uh-oh. But right now, we've got Ann in Silo City. Ann, how are you? I am fine. How good, are you all? Good to hear from you. We're good. Thank you. Thank you. What's up? Uh, I
9: am 82. I have AFib. You're young. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell myself that, but I feel good all the time, so I don't worry about minor problems.
6: Good. Right.
9: But anyway, back in July, um, I woke up at 4 o'clock one morning. My heart was beating real fast, and I was cold. Um, my legs were cold. I just couldn't seem to get warm. And this went on with various other little things. So the next day, I called the doctor and got an appointment, went to him, and he slapped the heart monitor on me for the third time. Yeah and um the results from that came back the same thing you've got AVL that's all i'm ever told <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. everything
9: else looked about the same as it had before mm-hmm. uh so anyway after that i noticed in my right arm my blood vessels veins have just popped up real big and high just in my right arm and they look like they're just pumped all the time and i don't know if that has anything to do with that condition but
2: Okay, um, so you're, still, arm's not like
9: yeah. you're, you're still, still. not like that. You're still
2: in the it. atrial fibrillation, but they didn't they didn't do anything to make you go back to normal rhythm yet, have they? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're on a blood thinner. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, Which I'm one? Eliquis, Xarelto. I'm
9: on warfarin and metoprolol.
2: Oh, okay. What was that? Warfarin. Yeah, and yeah you're and on warfarin, control. so you're on the old the old fashioned tried and true. How often do you have to get your warfarin level checked? Your Proton?
6: Uh, once
2: a month. Oh, that's good. So that means you're eating right, and you're not you're yeah. doing anything to make it go out of control. Well, here's the bottom line: it's just your right arm.
9: Just my right arm from my bottom of my fingers up about fourth way to my elbow.
2: Wow. And the upper arm's not swollen. No. And does it hurt?
9: No. Wow. It's ugly, but it doesn't hurt.
2: No. <laughs> I'm sure you're you're really not uh, having a problem. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to tell you when I don't know. I mean, okay, when you see your veins pop out on one side, it, usually it's a if you're going to have a real serious problem, your arm is really swollen all the way down. Yeah. You're on warfarin, so the chances you've got a blood clot in your vein of your arm is very low, but not zero. I mean, I have seen it, um, but as long as you're not having any pain. Now, here's the question: When you raise your arm above your head, do those veins disappear?
9: Uh, yes.
2: Okay. I don't think there's a problem, but um, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a problem with that. Um, do you have fewer veins, or just not as many popping out on the other arm? On the other hand, yeah,
9: they're they're fine. They're, yeah. They've always
2: and you only noticed this after your atrial fibrillation started. That's correct. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, So you stumped me. I really don't. I mean, I really <clears> don't <throat> have an answer for you. But as long as your arm's not hurting painful and swollen up you know uh, by the bicep and stuff like that um, I can't come up with something that's real serious for you well, but you know next time you're next time, time you're at your doctor
9: right leg swelling yeah uh, and, you know but I that was yeah. with the a thing but yeah uh, that's I don't, I feel good otherwise but that yeah. just is so weird why that just yeah I mean it's standing way up yeah you know, it looks like as far as it can go.
2: When you go uh, to your physician next time, show him or her and have them take your blood pressure in both arms because that's important. Make sure there's no blockages or anything. But as long as it's not hurting and discolored and swollen, I think you can wait and just show it to your doctor next time.
9: I have another part to that question. Yes. This has happened. Well, I got stung eight times with yellow jackets.
2: Oh.
6: And
9: so I don't know about that. But anyway, my heartbeat has been a lot more regular and it does, but it does not seem to beat like right in the, where you think your heart is. Uh-huh. It seems to be beat at a lower, a little lower down. Yeah. I can feel it more prominent further down. Than right. In where my heart regularly beats are.
2: Sure. So what happens, your heart swings in your chest, believe it or not. No. It, it swings. And there is a covering of the heart called the pericardium. It's a mm-hmm. sac that lubricates the heart so it can swing freely. When you have an irregular rhythm, that means that it's, the electricity is not traveling down the way it used to. Mm-hmm. Okay, So when atrial fibrillation, your heartbeat is irregular. So it'll go boop, 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 boop. That's because the upper chamber, the atria, are, are just in a muscle spasm, a continuous muscle spasm. It's just instead of a, a, a controlled, regular contraction, it's just quivering. So that means the electricity that gets down to the bottom of the heart. Gets down not smoothly, but irregularly. And when that happens, the heart doesn't have time to fill up and pump, fill up and pump in a Mm -hmm. regular way. So it's going to be swinging around differently. And Mm -hmm. you'll feel where the tip of the heart called the apex hits the chest when it beats. It hits it every time. That's why, you know, you can put your hand and feel your heart.
6: Mm -hmm.
2: And now it's going to be at a different place. It sometimes is in the right place, sometimes Mm -hmm. in the other place. Because it's not beating irregular. I mean, it's not beating regularly. It's beating irregularly. So I wouldn't worry about that at all.
9: Well, it has been more steady and.
2: More well, maybe different. you've gone back to rhythm. Yeah, have you had an EKG lately? Uh,
9: yes, they gave me one when I went about back in July when I went about my heart problem. Yeah. You know,
2: that was telling you about. Yeah. Well, um, the way that a lot of people can tell that they're out of atrial fibrillation is you take your pulse, and if it's going boom. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. It could still be AFib, but yeah, they that's tell me a sign. Me today, AFib all the time. Yeah, and then AFib is usually boom, 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 right. boom, yes. boom, 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 irregularly irregular. They say. Right. So I tell you, you sound great, and sometimes you know some
9: there's the doctors say, so. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's now some data um, that fixing the atrial fibrillation even if you feel good with it, it might be better for a long-term outcome. So I don't know. Have you you seen the cardiologist, right, not just the family doctor? Yes, the
6: cardiologist. Yeah.
2: So, you know, ask your cardiologist next time. What do you think? I mean, should I stay in AFib? And he or she may say, yeah, because you're doing so well. Um, But, you know, there is some data now. So just, you know, in the back of your mind, know that some people are arguing for fixing the AFib in anybody. Mm.
1: Um, and blood I'm not pressure, so
2: sure it's right.
1: And blood pressure with both arms. Yes. Insist okay, I will upon try
9: that.
2: it. Yeah, always get blood pressure in te- both arms.
9: Do you have arm. time to tell me about
6: ablation?
2: Yeah. Ablation is a cool thing. Um it is now uh, the number one, one of the number one things that it's done in, in, in cardiology places. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, a miracle almost because the atrial fibrillation, the electricity is so chaotic, it's flowing all over the top there. What they find is that there are veins that come in from the lungs to the left part of the ventricle. Mm-hmm. If you can just sort of interrupt the irregularity in that area by either electrically cauterizing it or freezing it, it's either hot or cold. Mm-hmm. If you can do that around those entrance veins, or excuse me, where the veins enter the heart you can make the fibrillation go away and most of the time not come back. So it's, yeah, you have to go through your legs, sometimes through arms um, and in the veins, and then you cross the right to left, and then you start messing around. And they can actually make a CT scan picture of your heart and put it up on the screen and then correlate it with the x-ray while they're doing it. it, It's just amazing. Pavlina Trebko, my... Associate at Keri Cardiology. He does a great job. And there are other right. doctors in this area that do a great job. If they decide to do an ablation, it's really effective in the right hands, uh, in the left hands, too. I'm sorry. It's a, the right <laughs> doctor is really effective. And um, there's now some data that shows maybe, just maybe, it keeps the heart healthier longer to just go ahead and get an ablation. I don't have an answer for that because it's just suggestive. But it's not a bad procedure. I mean, it takes a couple hours, and you're lying on a table, and they give you sedation and let you talk to some folks while you're doing it. Right. It's a, it's it in the right hands, it works 99 percent of the time, and most of the time it doesn't come back. Sometimes you have to have a little touch up to get it completely, you know, mm-hmm. gone away. But talk to your doctor about it. Okay. Uh, it may be the right thing for you. I don't know.
1: Thank you, Ann. This is Heart Health Radio. We're gonna mention. The thing that Dr. Weefall didn't mention Uh about the Baltimore woman clinically dead for 45 minutes has nothing to do about her. He didn't notice it in the story, I'll Uh tell you. Coming up next on Heart Health Radio. I got someone to shout out. You do? All right. Well, let's go on the radio and talk about it. You go first. Kathy Patton was clinically dead for 45 minutes. I'm reading from this story on People Magazine before she was brought back to life. In the same hospital, her daughter was in the middle of a 39-hour labor. Oh, my gosh. If men had to go through 39 hours of labor, there would be a lot more adoption.
2: Well, I'd say my first daughter was 24 hours of labor. Yeah. I was up the night before. I was an intern. Yeah. All night before. Oh, my gosh. And I stayed up all night till my daughter was born. Anyway, we do have a shout out. Great story. This boy was adopted. His parents, uh, his I'm going to say parents, his birth mother right. and birth father right. could not care for him. 17 years later or so, they con- the birth mother contacts him. Actually, the birth father did and said, your mom, your birth mom is dying and needs a new liver. Wow. None of us match. And they found out that he matched. And at first he refused. He said, "You gave me up. Mm. You didn't love me." Yeah. And he'd never met them. Well, the birth father was so mad he was about to try to do some legal things when the adoptive parents, who loved him and yeah. who were his parents, they sure. are right. Um, Go meet the woman. Go meet the, the, the your birth father, your birth mother, and he did. He changed his mind,
3: oh. and you know
2: why? Why? He saw his brother, and this was his brother. He never knew he had one. Yes. Never knew this. And he realized, I'm going to take a chance by donating part of my liver. Right. But not only will I help my birth mom, I will help my brother. Sure. Because the brother needs to grow up with a mom. Right. He did it. Wow. Had the surgery. uh, The mom survived. And they're now building a relationship, and I think this is a great story. And we talked about this before.
6: Right.
2: Don't make a decision based on anger or hurt or emotion, all the time. Don't make a first decision. And the second thing is, no matter what's going on in your life, the first thing you should think about is love. Right. And do it. And I just would, I would love to meet this whole family, because it's a great story.
1: Terrific. They have figured out what is the right amount of exercise.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, right. I mean, this is the whole point of this of this story, is that <clears throat> is it ten thousand steps? Is it seven thousand steps? You know, is it Chinese saying uh, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step? <laughs> and so now they're saying the journey of a hundred years of life begins with seven thousand steps. Okay, it says so, uh, one
1: hundred and fifty minutes of moderate intensive activity a week. That's a lot. 150
2: minutes is what? Two and a half hours. Sure. Divide it by seven. What's about 30 minutes, 45 minutes? I actually think. I don't know. I actually think what I tell my patients (laughs) is 35 to 40 minutes of good exercise four times a week. And then take some rest in between so you don't injure yourself. So many people that I know walk around limping, proud to be limping because, oh, yeah, I exercise so much, I hurt my ankle, and I'm exercising on my hurt ankle. Don't do that. Inflammation kills, and when you see that ankle swollen, it's inflamed. So be careful.
4: All right.